Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Virtuous Unicorns podcast. In this show, we are joining up with the lovely Tony Wheel for her health Q&A shows, which are currently live streamed on her YouTube channel. Hello, everyone, to our third episode of the health Q&A with Sarah from Virtuous Unicorns. My name is Tony Wheel. I am a regenerative tough word for me, a detox specialist or counselor and uh, trained and certified by Dr. Morse, who is, who's actually my lifesaver, you could say that. I told him that too, because without him, I wouldn't be here today too. I will refer to him quite often because everything that I know, almost everything that I know, I learned from him. And uh, I did some, figured things, uh, some things out uh, myself by trial and error. That, that's how it goes. And um, we're here today to, uh, to help you uh, getting your questions uh, answered. And um, I had a few, and actually one that is interesting is like, what clothes do you wear if you want to be detox free? And that, uh, that's actually kind of tough one. I have been, uh, well, you could almost say in a previous life, it's been a long time ago. I, uh, I was a fashion designer for 23 years. I had my own boutique, my own label and enjoyed enormously what I was doing. I, I loved, loved to create. And even back then, and I'm talking about a long time ago, I was, so I thought, really about only natural fabrics to use for my uh, for the clothes that I made. So that was uh, cotton and linen, but it was all also what they call here rayon. And I thought, or rayon, don't know how you pronounce that. In uh, Europe, they call it viscosa. And um, it came, it comes from cellulose. And back then I was not aware of the whole process that is involved with that. And I can tell you it's not healthy. My other favorite fabric was silk. And I thought all natural fabric until, and that is actually not even that long ago that I learned what is involved in the silk industry. And if you look it up, if you really want to know that, you will never wear silk again. So now what is really left for us? So what are we going to wear? I mean, are we going to the synthetics? I mean, there's almost almost everything that you that you see and buy nowadays has uh, synthetic fabrics in it. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it bad for your health? Um, I've gotten to the point that I cannot worry about everything in life. So my uh, solution is to uh, wash it very well. And um, could I say hope for the best? <laughs> but I don't I still don't think it is the best that we can do. It is I think the best is to have an all natural product and uh, where no chemicals are used. So you come back to uh, to hemp. And hemp was actually a hundred years ago was a huge, huge industry. And it is cheap and um, you can buy organic uh, um, hemp clothes. Um, so I would say, uh, check that on, um, on, uh, on the internet, see what you can find. 
there's also organic cotton and uh, I really liked cotton. I also liked wools, wool. And um, I was spinning my own uh, wool for and, and dyed it with, with herbs. Now I'm talking about back in the early 70s and uh, loved doing it. All my friends pretty much had, uh, had sweaters that I knitted and they were all wool and all um, dyed with, uh, with plants. So that was the natural way to do it. No chemicals at all. And, but then there is, this is also an industry is like, mm, what about the sheep? I don't think the sheep get hurt. Well, they definitely get hurt. They need to be, um, uh, be uh, shaven. But on the other hand, it's like, mm, yeah, are these sheep there for, uh, for us to, uh, so we have wool? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, I haven't figured that part out. What, what do you think about that, Sarah? How would you deal with that, those things? So the wool, I do try to stay away from the wool unless I do know that it's, um, we do actually have a person in our area locally that does the shearing and uh, his wife actually does the spinning. So, and she'll make some things out of that too. I think it's like spinning and pulling that she does or whatever, and it's not dyed or anything like that. So if I wanted some wool socks or anything like that, I would definitely go that route, but you have places like, um, bigger companies that they shear them so quickly. There's so many nicks on them and it is hurting them sometimes. Um, it just really all depends on the care. And because we're not there to really see it, it, it's just really hard to know and hard to make the decision on that too. Um, as far as cotton, I do know that cotton is one of the most heavily pesticide-sided crops out there. So you should definitely choose organic cotton. And then from there, what I always think about is, all right, I have my organic shirt. What am I going to wash it in now? Because as soon as I wash it, is it now not going to have the organic property still? Um, so then I always think about that kind of stuff. But I've always heard that linen is the best. And when you were talking, I went ahead and looked up because I know that there was a study that was done on the different fabrics. And the frequency of our body is 100. And linen carries the frequency of 5,000. And wool carries that same exact frequency. So it's a higher frequency than us. So it gives us energy. Whereas the other, like, let me find another one here. So rayon polyester, they carry a frequency of 15. So that actually pulls energy from our body. So just all depending on what you're looking at, you want to do, linen is definitely going to be the best. And so is wool. Um, I'm on this thing. It's called lifegivinglinen.com. And I just typed in linen study and it came up with all this information on it. That is actually interesting that you, uh, that you are mentioning these two things, because when you go way, way, way back in history, those are the two that were uh, the two fabrics or, or materials that were actually used. Linen and, uh, and wool. Yes, absolutely. And, and I know that was, there's it was a, not it was not cotton. <laughs> no, for sure. And I know there is a comment out here about no wool, no leathers, no animals. And I do 100% agree on that. Um, you know, I definitely do try not to have any kind of animal products, but you know, it's very hard with like shoes and whatnot too, but 
you just got to do the best you can in every situation that you have with what you have available to you. Yeah, I see here a message that uh, wool is not vegan. It's a horrific industry. But then you get to what you said, you know, if you have a sheep yourself and you would share it and it's not a horrific industry, then, you know, then it would be, it would not be bad. Correct. Because their wool grows no matter what. Um, so they do have to be sheared. <laughs> Otherwise it would be really bad. I even believe too, which I'm not a hundred percent on this one, but if they get too covered with their wool, they can fall down and they can't get back up and then they will die out in the pasture. So if you ever see like a sheep that's like stuck, you should definitely notify the farmer or at least try to help the sheep get up because um, yeah. they can die. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that something weird, mm -hmm. actually, because that already tells you this is not natural. Yes. Because they have been made that way, you know, that their wool grows that way. I think otherwise, this is not natural that they had to be sheared. Yeah, that it is not. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's breeding yeah. a bald for sure. Yeah, we have to consider that uh, that also. But I can see where you live in a very cold climate that you would like wool. But yeah, it's it's all these industries for money. Yes, it's um, it's uh, it's not good. It's Absolutely. actually um, and and we got so used to having to be in a certain temperature, and uh, that this is where our our health actually comes in, because now that makes me wonder what if we would be a lot healthier and our uh, thyroid would be, would work much better would be would we be able then to uh, to adjust to temperature better than we do now yeah because i i had it in, uh, a few weeks ago and was i was in uh, i'm on 100 percent fruit and oh my god i was so cold it was 77 degrees in the house and the average temperature here and i was freezing not even a blanket could help Mm -hmm. And um, I realized that normally I do have a, a thyroid issue and I thought, you know, it's under control. It doesn't bother me anymore, but I take dulse. Dulse uh, seaweed has a little iodine in it. And I don't take it every day. It's just, you know, now and then I put it in an, uh, uh, what is it, in a smoothie, but I hadn't taken it for uh, quite a while. And um, so I made that link and I took the dose for two days and I was fine again. So that was definitely uh, the thyroid that was acting up. So it's, it's something uh, to consider. And, and for some reason, I mean, a thyroid issue 50 years ago was kind of rare, although I had it since I was a young teenager. But um, uh, nowadays, it seems everyone has thyroid issues. Mm -hmm. thyroid parathyroid we're all tired and, and yeah and um, easily irritated this is one of the things <laughs> <laughs> yep it seems like yeah. we all have the same issues and kind of makes you wonder why huh <laughs> yeah and then you come to okay what you said is if you wash your clothes is it still uh, is it still organic and what are you using to wash your clothes? And believe me, I have, you know, going to so many things and looking at that. It's like, like we always say, don't put on your skin um, what you wouldn't put in your mouth. 
and I'm trying like with the same thing for washing my clothes. It's like, if I can't eat it, I can't use it for washing it. <laughs> that is not helping a lot. Exactly. Have you ever tried soap nuts? What is that? They're called soap nuts. No. Um, I've not tried them yet either. Um, apparently you buy them. They're just like, I believe they look like chestnuts almost like. You put them in oh, a little yes, bag? I yes, I do. I do. I do. I have them. Oh, okay, great. How, yes. how are they? Um, yeah, they, they are good. You put them in a little, uh, a little, um, oh, what is it? Um, oh, what do you call that? A little something, bag something. Something? Yeah, a little bag. Mm -hmm. A little bag. And uh, you can put a few in there and you can reuse them several times. So, uh, my gosh, I still have a bucket full. I, I actually forgot about it. <laughs> Yeah, I've always wanted to go ahead and try them, but I will tell you that we do not use any scents on anything. And um, when we're around other people or whatnot, all I can smell is their fabric softener or their soap. Oh yeah, if you if you if we drive here to the, to the community, it's like, no, that's not flowers. <laughs> that <Yeah. is> not <laughs> and I'm like, it's laundry day for these people. I can, yeah. I can smell and their I, laundry. I have washed with just water. Because mm -hmm. when it comes to it, that's actually all that you need. Because mm -hmm. we, I think that is one of the the industries that keep being pushed around us. All these soaps and cleaners, and and even you know with the floor cleaning, you know, when you have that many cats, there is a lot of floor cleaner. Yeah. I have a little steamer, and what does it use? Hot water. Mm -hmm. I can use. I can add some essential oils to it, which you can actually do to your uh, laundry too if you just wash with water. Uh, you can add um, lavender or, you know, whatever you like. And a few drops and then you have nice smelling, uh, nice smelling uh, clothes. Yeah. We use distilled vinegar for all of our cats on the floors and everything and clean the counters with it. And we also have a steamer too. Yeah, you cannot use um, vinegar for, uh, for everything because if it is wood, it uh, opens up the, uh, the, the cells of the wood, the, uh, the fibers go, uh, go up. Right. Just hot water doesn't do it, but it, it does on the, uh, with the vinegar in it. it we definitely yeah. use diluted. So it, it is for sure yeah. diluted in water. Yeah. And uh, I got a tip for uh, washing uh, your cat bats, especially if they had accidents, use vinegar. So we, uh, we have been doing that. Nice, good tip. And there is another, um, there was a discussion and I come uh, to that discussion and question often, what about Kangen water? Now, um, I think not many people will be happy if I say that. Kangen is an MLM industry. And um, so everybody who uh, bought into that Kangen water um, thing, uh, they bought these machines for a lot of money. I have not looked the last few years how expensive they are, but they are, I think they are a few thousand dollars. So um, when I first heard about that, I found it very interesting. And this goes way, way back when it just started out. And then I heard Dr. Morse talk about it. And it's like, you do not even want high alkaline water. Your water should not be any higher than maybe 825, 8.5, but definitely not higher. Canyon can go pretty high. And um, so a lot of people drinking water that is 9.5, you can even buy bottled water that is that high. 
and there are actually um, uh, alkaline drops that you can add to your water to make it uh, more alkaline. Now the question is then, why do you want to use high alkaline water? And it is like, yeah, well, for acidosis and our body needs to be more alkaline. Well, to me, that is like a shortcut because if you still keep eating the same foods and you think that your body is gonna be less acidic because you drink um, high, uh, high alkaline water, you may wanna think again. It doesn't work that way. Your, your best water is actually in the fruit. It doesn't matter if it comes from apples or, or uh, water lemon or grapes. It is, um, that is the kind of water that you actually uh, absolutely need. And it is the right, uh, the right alkalinity for, for what your body needs. Now, the discussion went into um, with someone buying um, the Kangen machines on, uh, on eBay because there were a lot available. Doesn't that tell you something? It is either people don't want to use them, want to get rid of them, want to try to get at least some money back, and, um, or it was just not helping them the way they were hoping it would. And they got out of the uh, MLM parts. So there are people now who, re, who absolutely refurbish these machines to perfection and then sell them again. And, um, but to me, it's still the same, you know, we do not need that high, we do not even want that high alkaline water. And uh, the machines are still expensive. Uh, personally, I use an, because uh, here in Florida, the water is horrendous. It's, you, you smell the bleach and you, uh, you know, the chlorine and uh, it has fluoride in it. So my water goes through a uh, fluoride, um, uh, what is it, filter from Alexa Pure. That is one that I can absolutely recommend. And no, I don't make money on it recommending it. I just love the machine. It's, um, it's uh, I have it for more than five years and in the five years, and I use it a lot also for my cats. My cats also get uh, uh, filtered water. And that water works for us. And it is a lot cheaper than a Kangen water. And for tea, I always use um, distilled water. And I actually found on eBay a distiller for under $80. So my water goes from the tap into the uh, filter and then into the, uh, the distiller. It's a little, uh, yeah, it's an, an extra step, but I don't mind doing that. So do you have any insight on the, on the Kangen water part or the high alkalinity water? Um, I definitely, we do not drink any of the high alkaline water. Um, I 100% feel so much better when we are drinking our fruit juices. Um, I do know that you said before in another one of our shows that we should still continue to drink water and that does help um, with our bowels, uh, especially while we're in the beginning stages of it because you don't want constipation. Um, but we have a Berkey uh, water filtration system. Um, it's, we have the four black filters and we have two fluoride filters. Uh, do you know anything about those? And which one is that? The Berkey, B-E-R-K-E. Yeah, yeah. This, this is actually because I had been looking at that and then the uh, Alexa Pure came on the market and it had a little uh, 
what I have heard a little better uh, uh, and cheaper, they are cheaper and the filters are cheaper. The filters from, from the Alexa Pure last a little longer. And, uh, but I mean, both filters, they are great. They almost, they look a lot the same. The filter system is a little different, but uh, both fill out, uh, uh, filter out the fluoride and all the other things, you know, which a lot of all the other filters do, but they don't do the fluoride. So they're both good. Berkeley is just a little bit more expensive. Yes. And I know we got ours on sale uh, last year before Christmas. Um, and that's mainly the one reason we got it. But we have um, hard water that does not help with hard water where we are. Um, and of course, we do have fluoride in our water too. So we got that for just at least do that. But, you know, our showers and everything too, we um, have filters on our shower heads. And, uh, but that I think only takes out the, um, the chlorine. So I think it's like a chlorine filter. Ah, I have one that actually takes out also the fluoride. And this was, this one comes from uh, Sante Health, S-A-N-T-E health and then look for fluoride filters. I have them on my shower head, fill the bathtub with it, works great. And um, yeah, that's definitely uh, what you need to use. And the filters there, I pay about $135 for a new filter every year. So I feel that is pretty doable for having, uh, you know, getting that fluoride out of the water. Because if you take baths like I do, then you don't want to be sitting in water with fluoride. And it's the same for me with swimming. I don't swim in chlorinated pools. Yes. And um, that's the one thing we, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, I, I had been told, you know, just wait until, the, you know, you don't smell the chlorine anymore or, the, or the, the chemicals. And I'm like, well, no, let's not. <laughs> um, we, um, my mom, she got a saltwater pool a couple of years ago. And I mean, it, it, it's a little bit more maintenance, but it's not nothing terrible. And um, also um, she is here now. So Barb's here. Hi, Tony. Hi, Barb. How are you? I am good. I am good. And I expect you to be great too. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking about your pool and the saltwater pool and it's like, you don't, you do not smell like chlorine when you come out of it. And I remember years ago, my son, he would smell like chlorine for, it would be like days, even after a shower and everything. And then plus, you know, your eyes, I don't, think you should still open your eyes in that water but I mean his eyes definitely are not as red um as what they would be in the chlorine pool yeah yeah, yeah I, I miss going to swim I live in a community where they have a beautiful pool and uh, the first years before I knew better I did go there and uh, it wasn't doing my skin any good and I don't think it was doing my health any good and that was at a time that I was not well at all so I was like, well, let's take that one out of the equation. So it cannot make things worse. Exactly. Um, I had a question about receding gums. And this is something that I've had issues with my whole life. And even when I was in my teens and my early 20s, I had problems with receding gums. That only tells you how acidic the body is. Now, um, to get rid of it, um, and I forgot, oh yeah, this was a question from Andrew. 
And he wondered um, if anything can be done for receding gums uh, aside from fruit, berries, melons, and greens. And um, for some reason, I'm experiencing very fast recession on nearly all of my teeth. And I mean numerous millimeters just in a few months. That is not good. But it is, um, it shows you how acidic your body is and um, lymph needs to start moving. So the key is uh, before we can have the lymph moving, we need to have the kidneys to filter. We always come back to that part. And, and, and to get your kidneys to filter, you are absolutely on the right, uh, right path. You're doing great uh, with, with all the fruits. But, um, and then you get, get, you have to get to the part is get the lymph moving as soon as your, uh, as your kidneys are filtering. You have, um, well, it's like Dr. Moore says, acidosis in the head and you have to drain lymphatically. And um, yeah, kidneys filtering. And um, I came to it because a lot of questions are about how do you get the kidneys to filter? It's always getting on the fruit, transition to the fruit, see how that goes. Your kidneys are not filtering, then you can use um, uh, the, um, uh, the castor oil packs. Um, you can use, that was a tip I recently got and even my stubborn, very, very stubborn kidneys got to filter a little. And that was um, using um, parsley, uh, juiced parsley in the morning. And you do that for a few days. Don't do that for too long, just for a few days, maximum a week and see how that goes. And then you stop for a while and, and you can repeat it. Um, and that was the first thing in the morning. So I use uh, two bunches. That is about oh, four, depends on how big they are. Sometimes the bunches are small and I was on a farmer's market in Tampa and I got these huge bushes. So it's, um, they are probably, I use probably one of those and they give me about six to eight um, um, ounces of juice and you drink those and see what happens. They're very strong and um, it should work. If not, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> The other thing about the receding gums was don't floss. And if you do have anything in your tooth, be so gentle with your gums. Um, you know, you definitely do not want to damage them or hurt them. Uh, just be gentle and work to get that out. Now, yeah, the soft, the soft brushes and mm -hmm. uh, non-aggressive uh, toothpaste, uh, if any at all. And um, with all the fruit, because he, he actually, he, he was worried that it could be the unripe fruit or the citrus. Well, you do want to say, or unripe citrus. And you do want to stay, if you can, away, stay away from the unripe fruits in general and, uh, and rinse your mouth afterwards. But yeah, you're, you had this, uh, what was it? An almost two hour um, <laughs> conversation or, or live show with, uh, with Charlie Freak. So go ahead, tell us everything about it. Yeah, for sure. In five, in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, compact two hours and five minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just definitely, um, if you're already eating your fruits and whatnot, you don't need to be brushing your teeth all the time. Uh, you wanna use like, um, uh, move away from your gums when you're brushing. You don't want to brush up into them and just a very, very light 
you do not want to scrub them very hard. And of course, um, you don't want to be flossing. Um, I know that sounds crazy, but if you're not eating meat and you're not eating acidic foods like that, then they're not getting stuck up in your teeth. So if you are eating something you and it gets stuck in your tooth, you just want to gently go in there and remove it. Oh, that's, that's not even five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to really compact it in. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, okay. Um, you, you, you mentioned as, as one of the questions that, uh, that you got was about uh, milk, soy, um, almond, and hemp. And uh, of course, you know, if we want to get healthy, then we definitely don't want to use any cow's milk. I mean, that's, that's, that's the dairy part. And uh, sometimes I get questions, but yeah, no dairy, but what about yogurt and what about cheese? Well, dairy means everything that is made from milk from a cow and literally everything. And not only from a cow, I mean, from, from goats, from wherever animal the milk comes from or the cheeses, it's like, don't. It's bad for your health. It's very, very mucus forming in your body. Now, when you come to soy, almond and hemp, um, soy is another thing. It's, I think to get to the soy part, it's like, um, it's beans, that is one thing. Um, do I know enough about soy to even talk about it? Uh, is it fermented? How is it being used? Is it being processed for you to be able to use it? Um, I don't think I know enough about that. I do know about almond and hemp, both and even hemp more so than almonds um, are high, very high in proteins and very high in fats. Uh, can you use it when you're transitioning or you know, as, as a lifestyle uh, way of eating? once in a while, but you always have to be cautious with the uh, amount of, of fats and, uh, and proteins in it because your body cannot really handle it. You may not even want it, you know, after your, your body is cleaner and you detox. And that is not just eating the nuts because I use a lot of almond milk and it is so easy, you know, you, you soak like two cups of almonds overnight you add water to it and you get about one liter of, uh, of almond milk, you easily use that up in a day. That meant that you actually um, use two cups of almonds. That's a lot. That's more than a little handful. And uh, hemp, oh my gosh, especially hemp paste. I don't know if you ever made it. I did. It is delicious. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, you, same with hemp milk, you know, you need to have quite a bit uh, of uh, hemp before you have uh, the milk. So I would say, no, don't use it. You don't need it. And you get used to it. After you've been eating more fruit, you will, you will find that you, you have no, no use for these things anymore. It will, the fruit is, is yeah. And that was going to be my question for those people, which I didn't get a chance to ask it was, what are they wanting to use this milk in or for? Um, I mean, because we're not, you know, eating cereals anymore and in your smoothies, I mean, just make them with a little bit of water or some fruit juice or something like that. But uh, yeah, that would be my question. If anyone can get back to us, like, what would you like to use your milk in or for? It is, it is often actually in the smoothies. That's what I did. 
and like it gives you because of the fats it gives you like a fuller taste you you it's the same when you use avocados and dishes it gives you that creamy taste and in a way we like that fat but once you've been using more fruits you are automatically get away from it Mm. it doesn't taste that good anymore and besides every and we get back to the teeth even plant proteins uh, put, uh, make your teeth feel kind of rough, not, not you know, clean. And that is my personal experience because when I do eat um, anything with, with plant uh, proteins in it, I have the, the need to, to brush my teeth. And on all fruit, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um, Oh yeah, that was um, what you what you mentioned. It's um, Christmas Eve tomorrow, and a lot of people are going to be gathering with their families and friends. And what would be some good advice for eating during this time? Um, if you are already detoxing, I would say you know bring your own smoothies or juices, and enjoy uh, being enjoy the family, enjoy the gathering. I think the gathering of family should more be more about that than about the f- food that you consume. And um, I've been talking a lot about this, that everything in our life is, is about food. It is around food. It's always about food. But, you know, if you bring your smoothie or you make your smoothie, it's still food. What does it matter if you eat different than the rest of the family? Another thing that you can do, but we're already kind of late with that, is, you know, make some dishes and use your dehydrator if you have one. And, uh, and always the salads, you know, you, you cannot go wrong uh, for uh, those kind of uh, get-togethers with a great salad. So enjoy it. Make, and, and, and make a great um, dish with, uh, with, with fruits. Make a few fun things with fruit, you know, to, for you to take care of the, um, oh, the desserts that are actually being eaten, eating, eaten <laughs> before the meal and not after. But hey, that is that is what I would do, and I have been doing it. And um, yeah, people respect your choices if you are all in with that. Then don't feel that you have to adjust. Um, your food choices um, that you choose for your health just to uh, to make the rest of the family or your friends happy. The other thing that I always tell people too is, you know, sometimes you get a lot of um, negative stuff from people like, oh, why are you doing, you know, whatever, and they don't understand. But I mean, you could always say like, you know, lactose doesn't sit well with me and people seem to understand that better, or I should say, understand that better. Um, or you could say that, you know, maybe I might have an egg allergy or, you know, just, you're not really sure. So, I mean, like you can say like little things like that, just to keep people from like really on you, if you're having a really bad problem, but if not, you just tell them, you know, like, this is what I'm choosing to do at this time and um, always bring a dish or make a dessert in like a fruit platter or I saw this beautiful fruit Christmas tree on Instagram. It was, it looks so good. And of course you can always eat before you come and then just, you know, try to make your best decisions while you're there. And of course, this is if you're not in the middle of your detox. Yeah. And there's always the next day, you know, if, if you feel 
um, you want to eat with the, with the family, but there is a big warning here. It may not feel good, you know, it may taste good, but your body may not accept it as, uh, as good. And, yes. uh, but you know what, if you do never feel guilty about it, it's like, if you do, you might as well enjoy it to the max. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but if you're detoxing and you eat, you, you go from fruit to uh, a an, an high protein or high fat dish, and of course, never eat the meat, never eat meat, dairy or eggs that, uh, you know, you can then nibble on the, on the, uh, on the vegan part of uh, what is on the table, mm -hmm. but um, your body may not really like it. So be careful and just do a little and then the next day you're back where you uh, what you were doing the day before and enjoy the gathering because that is what it's all about yes being yeah. present with your family not Absolutely. about presence but being present with your family <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing i've heard dr morris say too because we you, you everyone's probably heard him say is that he loves his indian food and so after he does that, he says, oh, just the next day, just eat your grapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he is coughing for two days because of all the mucus. It's exactly. <laughs> I have experienced that. And I actually did. I wanted to try out some Indian food a while ago. And um, I like the Indian food, but my body did not. So mm -hmm. it was my mind and taste buds, but it wasn't really that great to, you know, to be repeated. Right. I, I see a, a, a question in the, in the chat or actually a comment in the chat. And that is we should not have any animals. And here I wholeheartedly degree, uh, disagree. All my cats and I have a, I had a rescue and it turned into, an, into a sanctuary because I was like, no more. These cats came to me for help. They were in nature and yeah, they were there because other people had them and dumped them and didn't want them anymore. So, you know, don't judge for people who have, um, who have animals. Um, because we are trying to help them and give them a happy life. And I have a whole bunch of very happy cats and um, including some ferals because it was like either be killed or I took them in and they are now happy, purring, playful kitties. But um, yeah, you can still wonder then, oh, maybe they should have been killed. But no, that, that is not working for me. Um, I, people have amazing companions with dogs and, um, and uh, live, live happy lives, both of them. Sometimes not so, but you know, in general people do. And um, I have seen that we can have a amazing, amazing connection with animals. And it doesn't matter if it's horses, cows or sheep or, or even the so-called wild animals. And, um, and it goes from chickens to turkeys in, 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 yeah, I mean, I think there is an, uh, there can be a connection when everything is in balance, nature, uh, humanity, animals, it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. I mean, that is the paradise that, that I am thinking of. And it's not of like owning owning an animal, you know, they are here because they're asked for our help. There's a reason that they are with us. And uh, I just go with that. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the wild animals are, you know, just as important as the domesticated ones. And 
you know, I, I do agree that, you know, hopefully we come up to a very man, woman kind type of world here soon to where we can end majority, if not all the suffering. It is, um, it, I had once an, an amazing connection with a cougar in a very small uh, zoo in uh, near, near Rapid City in, uh, in the Black Hills in South Dakota. I was there on a motorcycle tour. And um, this animal was pacing back and forth and back and forth. You've probably have seen them doing it. And that, that is what she was doing the whole day. And I felt so sad. I was, I started near the fence. I was sitting on, on, the, uh, on the ground and um, I just started talking softly. And her pacing was getting a little less and a little less. And then she stood in front of me and, um, and uh, she lay down. And it was one of the cats that are purr. I know not all of the wild cats purr, but this one was purring. So I think it was a cougar but she was purring and she was completely relaxed. And that tells us that we as, as humans can have and should have actually, uh, well, it's more can have an amazing uh, uh, connection with animals that we can make a difference. And oh my gosh, wouldn't it would be so beautiful if we can do this more instead of locking them up for, uh, because I don't like zoos or, or um, any of these other uh, locked up things for animals hate it yep but um, yeah this was a beautiful connection that I will never forget I didn't uh, film it but I had I did take a picture of her mm. and um, it's a long time ago but still in my uh, memories that's beautiful um, you suggested, and I think that was, unless we have uh, other questions, uh, well, there was actually a question about um, do we brush uh, our animals with the same stuff that we do? Yes, and I <laughs> asked her about what she was feeding them to, so if you want to skip down a couple more comments, you can see what she's been feeding them also. Yeah, because... I had dogs and um, we, of course, they were chewing on bones and they had the healthiest, whitest teeth until they passed away when they were close to 15 years old. So they never had any problems with their teeth. Unfortunately, I do have cats with a lot of teeth problems. And that is those finicky animals just don't wanna eat what I think they should eat. But, you know, I haven't fed them mice yet. Did you know that you actually can buy mice and um, they are for, for our, um, what is it, snakes and such? Yes. Uh, that would be the natural food, but I don't know why I can't don't do that because I have no problem feeding them a ground up chicken, which yes. is, you know, <laughs> just as horrendous. But, you know, cats do need, they, I mean, they're carnivores. They need to eat meat, otherwise they die. Yes. And we can't choose either. And even um, we know some people that have, they process chickens. I, I can't even go to them to say like, please process me a chicken. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't. And so I could never imagine going to the pet store and saying, please give me these mice. I'm going to take them to my cats. 
Yeah, well, it's actually online and you can get them. You just you just choose, ground them up. And it's like, yeah, oh, my husband, my husband said, we need a dozen of mice here in the house and they can have fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah, they, they can have fun, but I probably won't because I've seen what the cats can do to mice because oh, yeah. now all my cats are indoors. But, you know, when I lived in the Netherlands, my cats were indoors, outdoors. So, yeah, they they bring they bring me uh, little gifts yes you know they yeah. had to have a mouse or something <laughs> yes we used to have this one cat and this is when i was much younger um and however many people were home in our house because um, my stepdad would travel so if he was in town we would get three bodies like little mice bodies with no heads and then when he would be out of town we would get only two little mice bodies for my mom and i and we were like oh she knows she's feeding us. <laughs> and so I would just tell her, thank you so much. This is not what we eat, uh, but we're very appreciative of you. <laughs> but she wouldn't do it that often, but it was funny when, or not, it's sad because, you know, they were dead, but at the same time, she was caring for us. Yeah. At least that's what we were thinking. Okay, we got a question from Aroma Patriot that about the uh, thyroid um are there ways to lower the tsh with foods as well what it is with the foods it's not that we lower certain things it's that in general we heal the body we give the body the opportunity to heal and when we put foods in our body that is causing acidity and mucus the body cannot heal and get sicker and sicker that is why we have all these problems when you take that away and then you put in foods that are high frequency um, and, and are healing, um, I think it's even more about taking the offending foods out, you know, <laughs> instead of putting the, the right foods in. But eventually, you know, we do need the right foods for the nutrition. But um, so, yes, you can heal the thyroid. Is it going to be like, oh, we take the magic pill in a weird three weeks or three months on fruits and we heal? No, it doesn't work that way. It takes time. It is a, it's a journey and people have to be really be aware that if you make these choices, it's for the rest of your life. Do you have to eat for the rest of your life only fruit? No absolutely not you can eat veggies and there are a lot of veggies and things that you can eat and that is why i have that mucusless uh, um, food list that uh, is easy to refer to what you all can eat but it is like you know you have to go low on the cooked food in in cooked food is like that food it's not helping you it's not healing you but your question was can we heal the thyroid yes absolutely we can um, she did have her other question. I don't think that got answered was about brushing her dog's teeth or just pets in general. And that's why I asked, what are they feeding them to? Like, are they getting like a high meaty diet or whatnot too? I found um, um, from what everything that I learned from Nora Lenz, uh, she is an amazing healer and she specified with the animals, uh, mostly dogs, but also cats. I would suggest if you wonder what to feed your animal, go to her website. Her older website was nomorefetbills.com and her new one, but I think on her old one, there's a ton of information, which is good to read. 
and her new website is uh, rotational mono feeding. And that actually means that a dog, it's natural for a dog to have um, fasting days. It is not natural to feed them two or three times a day. That's why we see so many tired and overweight uh, dogs. And, uh, and actually the same goes for cats. My cats want to eat twice a day. And, uh, but fasting days are good. And yes, she does feed them raw meats, but she also feeds them, they have, and, and not never together with any other food. It's a raw meat day, and then you can have a fasting day and, um, and you have fruit days or veggie days. So definitely go uh, to these websites, nomorefatbills.com and rotationalmonofeeding.com. Her name is Nora Lenz, L-E-N-Z. She's also on Facebook. You can easily find her there. And um, I, I trust um, her, her judgment or her teachings. Um, and, and she has amazing results with even with dogs who have cancer and, and whatever other problems, arthritis, because unfortunately our pets get now the same diseases as hum humans do. And the only reason is the food. If you knew what is being put in, in pet food, it is more than horrendous. It's, yeah, it's absolutely awful. Now, you and I had an, uh, had an idea about um, going over the, um, the health questionnaire. Yes. Um, we could do that. We still have 10 minutes to go, and I think that would be long enough. Yeah, perfect. If, uh, if I manage uh, to, uh, to figure out how okay. am I going to do that, and that would be share screen. That's correct. I think. Share screen. Um, and okay. have your um... go there. And I think we can go to this one. Share. If that is the right one, it actually is. And of course, now I cannot see. Oh, there we go. Health questionnaire. And my main question was so, say somebody does, they want to communicate with you and you start talking back and forth. What all can they expect during the conversation with you? Oh, they can expect anything. <laughs> <laughs> you already know that. Yes, yes, we, we talk, do. We absolutely talk about anything and everything because everything has to do with how you feel. And food is not the only thing that, that you know, is about health. It's how you feel. It's a trauma. It's today's traumas, yesterday's childhood traumas. It's like relationships that you are in. We can talk about anything and everything. And, uh, and yeah, sometimes it goes uh, in, in whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever pops up. But the reason I, before I talk with anybody, and I really need to have that health questionnaire filled out. Now this one that, can, can everybody see this? Because I don't know what you can see, but can you see it, Sarah? It, yeah, and I'm also watching on YouTube, so I can see it on YouTube also. Okay, great. So, the, you know, the first part is all, uh, it's all easy. You, you can fill that out and um, uh, definitely have a, a phone there, a Skype name. I do calls um, in the United States, I use a phone outside the United States. I usually use Zoom, but for some people Skype is easier. So then we can use Skype. I, um, 
I, I had been using Skype since it started, but not in the last probably 10 years even. Um, but I, I have a new account, so I started it up again. Um, there are a few things here that I do need to point out. Dr. Morse does use glandulars. Glandulars come from bovine. And yes, it is not vegan. And uh, so I would like to know if you do not want to use that at, when we talk about it anyway, that it is not preferred to use a glandular. What a glandular actually does is if the if, if you are in, in your health is in such a state that you need quick, uh, quick help with a with a, it could be like like with the thyroid. And for me, it was actually the kidneys because my kidneys were we had a kidney problem since since teenager. So they don't filter well, and, and so it was like, okay, are you then using um, the kidney glandular to give them like what Dr. Morse calls a power punch? You only use it for a month, maybe two months, and that's it. Not, not more than that, and you go back on the herbals, or, you know, it's, things should be working better. So don't, uh, don't uh, <laughs> want to kill me and tell me it's not vegan. Um, when it is about your health and you want to live, this is sometimes you may you may need that. And um, would I use it as an, uh, a first uh, solution? Absolutely not. I always go for the herbs. So I have very, very few people and I talk to hundreds of people, very few that are actually using uh, glandulars. Um, the blood pressure is important to me because um, it should be like this. If it is any, any higher or lower, that indicates the, the high number indicates the, um, the adrenals, the lower the number indicates the kidneys. If you have an option to take it, and I would like on both sides, because right kidney, left kidney, uh, that would be great. So don't leave it because you don't know it. See if you can get your blood pressure. Sometimes you can even get it at Walmart. And then uh, sit down, take it three times, and 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 because it fluctuates, you've been walking there, and you know it may be a little higher than it should be, and in a few minutes later, it's already lower. And I call it. We only have two options because actually there are are only two um, colors for your eyes. And uh, but if you have green eyes, then it's often you actually have blue eyes. So. Someday I will, I will put in hazel and, and green here. This was actually a form that is made by Dr. Morris. They use it in the clinic there. Your resting pose would be nice. Basal temperature, also important. In the morning, take your temperature and do that before you get up to go to the bathroom or drink something. You take a temp temperature under your arm, not with one of these fast uh, things because they, they always seem to come out a little higher. And um, so yeah. So it would be nice to know urine pH, saliva pH. Uh, if you have these little strips, urine pH should always be a little on the acidic side. Saliva pH should be a little on the alkaline side. Uh, this is all clear what you need to fill out. This is what's been left out a lot. And this is one of the most, most important parts that I wanna see. And it's not only be as, be as honest as possible, but be as detailed as possible. Don't leave out the oil that you use in your, uh, what is it, in your salad dressing or something. Put everything there. Well, this is clear too, what you need to fill out. 
and um, the genetic it it's it tells me and you because this is not only a health questionnaire for me this is a self-assessment so you get more of an idea of what is going on in your body and why and often you see the same issues that you have that your mother had because she carried you for you know nine months and and so you share the same lymph system and it even goes back to the maternal grandmother and we see often the same things that uh, the siblings have. Well, this is also clear, the previous surgical, surgical procedures. And uh, this is just, you know, whatever is in this section, fill it out. If you have it, if you had it in the past, you know, you can click on both. If you never had it, you go there and you have to unclick this. But then it's like, nope, never had that. So these are, fill out as much as you can. And you can see this is the section that is all related to the thyroids. Now you can have thyroid problems where you, where you lose too much weight, but we get that in another section. This is a section about the parathyroid. So it's all, it's all clear, you know, what to fill out. Don't, don't rush over it. Fill out as much as you can. And, and then at, when we talk, we are discussing this, we, got, we go over it. And this is where I get the whole story, like how long did you have it? When did it start? What changed? What changed in your diet? What changed in your, in your living situation? Uh, you know, even things are being exposed to mold. You can put that all in. Um, this is the whole section that is related to, uh, to the adrenals. And we all have weak adrenals, you know, we all go through, so much stress in, in especially the last few years. But, you know, if you're a mom with, with a few kids, well, actually even only one, because I had only one, I had stress. You have a kid, you have stress. You have animals, there's stress too. <laughs> you cannot get around it. So, but fill it out as detailed as you can. And you can, you can see the section even, this is for the women only, this is for the men only. This is about your GI tract. It is important to know how many bowel movements do you have in a day. If you think that it's normal to have one, uh, one once a week, no, it's not. You need to have like two or three. If you have three meals a day, you have three bowel movements a day. And if it's all good, you have them an hour after you ate. And now, of course, that's not the same food. It's not digested yet, but it's pushing down your previous meals. Uh, section about uh, the liver and the gallbladder and cardiovascular. So it all gives you an idea about, you know, what is going on in your body and about your skin. And very important, the whole lymph system. But you can go into details. You can fill things out, fill things out that you feel that, you know, you want to talk about it or that, that I need to know. And it doesn't matter what it is. So, um, yeah, I think the whole, the whole form is actually pretty clear. Now, I do have to admit here, you can, because I'm on the computer, I can fill this out and then I can save it. Um, and then it is being emailed to me. Now, a lot of people have no issue doing that, but if you are, and it worked, it worked a few years ago on, on my iPhone, it's not working on my iPhone anymore. So something changed with the iPhone updates. I don't know how it is with other phones because I don't have that. 
um, there is, uh, you can, if you have that option to print it out or you go to a library where you can get on the computer and you have the link and you open it there and you can print it out. Um, uh, but if you have an option to print it out and hand fill it, you know, write things down and then take a picture with your phone, that works too. And that is okay, as long as I can read it. And, uh, and you sent me the pictures of the whole page and, and you know, not things cut off, that will come in handy. <laughs> uh, of course, all this information is 100% is, uh, confidential. It's never being shared. Um, I am working and it is actually on a freaksenseworld.com. I do have one that is completely online, but I don't like how the results come out for me. So for me, it's for you, it's maybe easier to fill it out. For me, it's difficult to read. So I still have to work on that to make it easier to read. So that is actually uh, the part about the, um, uh, the uh, well, here we go, the health questionnaire. <laughs> and it has my email there, but I would prefer to get it. And it doesn't matter if you send it here, if it goes to a healthy with fruit at gmail.com. That's also in the show notes. Uh, my phone number is in here, but these days I'm on the phone or on call on, on, on show so much that you may not be able to reach me. And um, that makes me feel bad because, you know, I want to be there for you. But please, if once you filled it out, um, send it an email and, uh, and then go to tonywheel.com slash forward slash booking, also in the show notes, and you make an appointment that works for you. Because if the date is available, then it works for me. So now you only have to pick what works for you. And um, oh, let me see, I can probably, uh, probably go there and, and show you the booking, uh, the booking form. So that is, that's pretty easy, actually. And that it says a 60 minute meeting, but <laughs> we always go over that. I have meetings to two and a half uh, hours, three hours. So that's all good. And if you check here, like, you know, for tomorrow, there are two, two days available, three, uh, 3 p.m. is taken. And um, so, you know, you just check that out and, and, and see what's there. The Saturday I blocked on the 26th, actually on a Sunday, I'm already fully booked. So you just pick a date. And this date, it shows, this is the date for me in my, my time, my, my time zone. But for you, it will show the, the time where you are at. So you don't need to worry about checking out, oh my gosh, what time is it in Florida? And this all works easily. So if there are any questions about that. Yep, there was one that came through and they wanna know, is there a fee to have a chat with you? <laughs> well, I can say yes, and I can say no. There is a donation. There is, um, I am not at this point, I am not going to charge you because I want to be available for everybody. Um, let me do the stop share. And um, I feel that is uh, that major, that is major important to me. But um, like what Colleen says and other people, there has to be an energy exchange. 
So I've had somebody who made a painting for me, another person made a jewelry. And, um, but yeah, it, I, once I sent you, cause that is another thing that I need to tell you after our call, I am going to make you a, a personalized herbal uh, protocol. You do not have to use it because um, uh, food uh, always comes first, you know, the fruit, your diet always comes first. And, uh, but I make you a personalized uh, protocol and this is part of a 23 or 24 page document with a ton of information you can go through. And it has the mucusless food list, but it has other things about B12, about how to um, check if your, your kidneys are filtering. There are a lot of how to's, um, uh, the castor oil packs, for instance. Um, yeah, I could, have, I could have shown that too. <laughs> I forgot about that next time. Um, but there's a lot of information and that is being sent in an email that gives you the amounts that um, would be great, um, but only if it fits in your budget. So please do not feel in like, oh my gosh, I can get this for free, let's do it. I mean, if you're not ready to do it, and believe me, I will know when we talk. <laughs> so you, you, don't, then don't do it, you know, don't make an appointment with me, only do that when you're really, really ready. When you want to, you know, take control over your health, and there is nothing more powerful than being in control over your own health. You know, not a doctor, not your family, but you are. And it is, it's my job to empower you with all the information that you can get to that point. And I just be, will be your guide on, um, on this journey. You know, I'm, I'm there whenever you need me. I'm, I'm not like, okay, you had this one hour or two or three hour uh, uh, consultation. And, um, and now you're on your own. No, you're never on your own. You can email me, you can ask me all kinds of questions and you can set up uh, new appointments. I, I actually have a package that includes that, that herbal protocol and, um, and, uh, and for more calls, but I, I never called, uh, never counted how, how many times I talked to somebody. I have people, you know, that had that package and they have been calling me, oh, probably 20, 30 times and it's okay, you know, I'm here to help and um, just, you know, all I can ask and, and actually expect and it hasn't happened yet, don't take advantage of me, you know, be fair and if you can't afford it, then, you know, it would be great. The thing is also, and I think that is important to know that um, when you do give a donation, it is, it is being paid forward. It's being used to help other people, to help the people who cannot absolutely not afford the, the herbs and they would need them. So that is what, what those amounts are being paid for. And if there is uh, more money coming in, then it, I will help it for people who wanna go take the same classes uh, that I did and also become detox specialists and counselors because my gosh, don't we all know how, how uh, more, many more people we need who has the, have this information because people don't trust doctors any longer. So I think this is uh, important. Yes, absolutely true. We need more and more and we need more ways to get the information out. 
Yes, it is. So whoever can help with that and whoever, you know, really, really is dedicated to go to the training and is not in it for the money, because once you know, yeah, we need it and we can get a ton of clients, I can get more clients than I, I really have time for. But it's like the more people that, that we can train, the more information is out there. It, it helps everybody. And that is what we need. This is how we can change the world. Absolutely. Little baby steps. One small random act of kindness at a time. <laughs> yeah. And then more people want to pay it forward because I talked to a lot of people who said, yeah, I only want to work for the nations too. And, and, and I think that's beautiful, but you know, it is, um, I do have somebody really important to me, a very close friend told me that you have to be careful with um, not, um, you know, not, a, not having of not being paid for that it had to do with karma. And uh, I understood a little part of it, but I have to dig in that more because it has to do if somebody does not pay for services, it has to do with their karma that is then uh, connected with my karma. And mm. I, haven't, I haven't figured that out completely yet. So she is one of uh, Dr. Morse's uh, professors and uh, she will actually talk about that more on, uh, on, in her classes that hopefully come out soon because there's always more to learn. Absolutely. So yeah, that was the story about, <laughs> do you charge? Yes. <laughs> Tony oh, very story. Yeah, Tony very graciously um, gives all of this information and gnosis that she has and does these shows so and takes care of cats and takes care of herself and everyone else. <laughs> and we're very grateful and thankful to you. Well, thank you, um, uh, Sarah and Barb, for being here. I heard um, Barb's laughing in the background, so I know she's there. <laughs> I'm here. Yes. Yeah. So thank you again for for being here and doing this with me. I it, it would be tough uh, doing this without you, and I actually I don't want to. <laughs> well, we enjoy it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah we do yeah. too. And uh, I hope the questions got answered. And please, for the next show. Um, okay, that's not on uh, on uh, New Year's Eve, right? I didn't even check it. Um, no, I believe it's the day before. Oh yeah, okay, so that would be good. Uh, please do send your questions, whatever question that you come up with and you would like us to talk about, uh, send it to healthywithfruit at gmail.com and, um, and we'll go over that. If you have something really important that you need, um, you need to talk about right then and there or right now, it's like, I'm usually available on a very short notice to, you know, just fill out that health questionnaire and, and make the booking and we talk. Yes, great. Yeah, so our next show will be Thursday, December 30th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yep. Okay. Well, have a Merry Christmas or Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk with everybody the next show. Thank you, Tony, so much. Always yeah, a pleasure, thank Tony. you guys. And thanks everybody being here and asking the questions. And um, until, until the next time. Okay. Thank you. Bye -bye. Merry Christmas and goodbye, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Q&A with Tony Wheel. Please see the show notes for ways to reach out to Tony and how you can submit your questions for the show.